Welcome to an hour from Tower Podcast, the podcast that introduces you to the great people that make up the College of St. Scholastica community. Week two, and I'm anticipating a fun hour today. I'm Nate Daney, Vice President for Enrollment Management and Student Affairs here at the college, and today I'm with Ali Meyer, Associate Director of Admissions. Ali, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, glad to have you here today. It was a busy day today. We had, what, 200-plus people on campus today? Yeah, 200, 250 people, students, their parents. Um, some of these parents I've known since they were students here, so so a really fun day. Honestly, kind of back to normal, to be honest with you. It, the last few years with the pandemic and whatnot has kind of has kind of limited these type of things yeah. for us. And this was honestly kind of the the first really what I felt like a, a normal open house, you know, campus preview day for us. We had a lot of people here and had a lot of fun and a lot of energy and. A lot of spirit and a lot of good stuff, and hopefully, eventually, maybe a few students for Saint Scholastica down the road. Yeah, well, we're going to get back to you know, kind of the whole comment you just made about having families here where you recruited their parents. Mm-hmm. You must have started when you were five, but uh, well, we won't ask you age. We'll get into that. But I, first question, always, I like to start with um, in in these podcasts is, you know, tell me how you got to Saint Scholastica. You're a graduate, so how did how'd you get here? How did you stumble on us? I'll tell you what, you know, I, I grew up in St. Michael, Albertville, Minnesota, um, about 30 miles northwest of the Twin Cities. Um, when I graduated from that high school, I graduated with 114 students, and I, I tell you, it felt like two-thirds of them were my cousins. Um, German Catholic community, um, small farm town, grew up there. I'm an only child with my parents. My mom is originally from there. Um, that's where they live. That's where I grew up. That's where I spent most of my years of school there call it my hometown. Um, my dad and I, have always we're always very avid outdoors folks. We like to go fishing up into lakes in northern Minnesota, places like Lake Vermilion, um, Saginaw, Catogama. Um, and my dad and I were on, well, I was going to be a St. Johnny, a Johnny, until I found this place. And uh, my dad and I were on one of our many fishing trips up north. And we, and my dad said, we should go take a look at that place. You should look at that place. And that place was St. Scholastica. So we, we came in, took a look, took a tour, and that was the end of St. John's for me. Mm. Um, I, I, I found my place. I felt like I found my place. It, it, it was far enough away from home that I could make a break. It was close enough to home that if I needed to get to home or home needed to get to me, it was very doable. I, I think that's the same for, for many of our students who come to school here. Mm. Even today, far enough, you get that break, you get that buffer zone, close enough you, you get to learn to manage yourself, and, and if your parents need you or you need your parents or your family needs you, it, it works out real well. Um, loved Duluth. I always had loved Duluth as a little kid, and we'd always come up here and, you know, go hang out by the harbor and spend a night here and there to cool off. You know, when the wind's blowing from the east up here in the summer, we're living the dream. Yeah. The rest of the state is sweltering. Um, so that's kind of how it started, and that was back in, you know, early 80s. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing is, so you know, early '80s, you arrive, mid '80s, you graduate, and then here you sit now, thirty plus years later, you yep. never left. Um, That's what my dad says. He, um, my, my dad always would say, "Yeah, my son, he never left college." Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Why, why, why haven't you left? What, what, what keeps oh, you here? Oh gosh, you know, I mean, I love Duluth. It, it's been very fortunate that I've been able to live here. Um, you know, for. 40 years now, if you start with my college years. Um, met my wife here. She's a Duluth native. Um, great place to raise our daughter. Wonderful environment to raise our daughter. Wonderful schools. Always still like the outdoors. Um, never wanted to live in the cities. 
Um, still wouldn't want to live in the cities. I, I love the pace of living in Duluth. I mean, goodness, Nate, we think we think bad traffic up here is when you're lined up five cars behind a, a stoplight. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's 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 a wonderful place to live and grow. Um, and I've been happy in my work. I, I, it, it's easy to express gratitude and uh, honestly it's easy to sell something you're passionate about and I believe in the college um, I've enjoyed working in missions I, I, I I've, I've loved the job I love building relationships um, I'm not a I'm not a computer guy you know I, I sometimes look as computers as appliances from hell but I didn't learn that way when I was in college I was kind of at the tail end of before the, the the computer age and the you know the the laptop age and all those type of things but um, I believe in what the college means. I, I love the values-based education. I've been fortunate to have a good life here in Duluth, and hence I'm 58 years old now. I'm still here. Yeah, that's certainly it's inspiring. You you uh, you mentioned you know a lot of different things there. I know one of the things too, and again in my short time here, I know that I picked up from you is the the importance and the influence and the relationships you've had with the sisters. Um, talk a little bit about the influence of the sisters. What that meant to you as a student here and what how how and if it's changed over time as an employee right i mean because they've changed an awful Absolutely. lot aging and you know less of them unfortunately but talk a little bit about the sisters in that relationship you know when i was in school here um many of my professors were benedictine sisters um almost most of my professors were benedictine sisters and my my first faculty advisor was sister timothy kirby um, you know, you know how 17, 18 year old guys are. We think we know everything. You know, Sister Tim was really good for me as a 17, 18 year old guy starting college. She, she gave me good direction. Um, Sister Tim was fascinating. Nate, she was, she was a teacher at a in college. She was a hospital administrator. She, she did um, ministry to with hardened criminals in prisons. Here's this little four foot one-inch sister going out into prisons and doing ministry with hardened criminals. I, I called Sister Tim four foot one inches of pure power because that's what she was. She was great for me. Um, I, I think, you know, in some ways one of the, the saddest things about St. Scholastica is that our, our faculty don't have sisters anymore, but their, their presence is still felt here very, very much. Um, we, we do things the way we do here at the college because it was their idea. This was their intention. You know how to go about values-based education through, you know, the rule of St. Benedict to respect community, hospitality, love of learning, whatnot. Um, it was their idea. I, I, you know, there are so many stories about Benedictine sisters that I have. My, my first boss was Sister Barbara Higgins in residential life, as when I was a resident advisor, and and she was dynamic and phenomenal. We just lost her. Little over a year ago, um, you know, my my wedding was co-officiated by a Benedictine sister named Sister Mary Jean Tuttle. And for the alums out there, just about everybody knows Sister Mary Jean. She was a riot, and you know, I was married in the Lutheran Church. My wife was Lutheran. I'm Catholic. We were married in the Lutheran Church, and a Benedictine sister co-officiated my wedding. You know, and there are other stories too that are probably aren't appropriate for this <laughs> that I, I could tell. But but you know, that's that's the influence impact they've had in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I think about them every day. I think that's one of the benefits of working here for as long as I have is, is I, I think about those sisters every day. Um, and, and I, you know, before I do something, I, I like to try and think, okay, would this be okay with them? Would this be a, a decision they would like for their college? Um, you know, and, and to continue that, 
that legacy is very important to me. And, you know, for Mary and I now, we kind of look at ourselves as the modern-day Benedictines. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not sisters. We're we're secular people. But we kind of want to represent them. And and it's important to us. And I think it's, for me, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I I talk about it in my welcome presentations. I tell stories about the sisters. I, I want people to know what kind of, built this place from the ground up and it was them and they're fascinating their story is amazing yeah. you know selling insurance policies to loggers in the woods and starting a college and starting the largest hospital system in northern minnesota isn't that phenomenal it is phenomenal you know and, and again i think too of and i mentioned this when i was you know transitioning here i think about those sisters who came up from saint cloud in a wagon essentially mm-hmm. to a place that they didn't know and even if you back that up coming over from Europe like yeah. when I think I'm having a hard day I'm like suck it up buttercup like yeah. these women are inspirational and we get to That's work so alongside of them every day I mean it's it is it is incredible and their and their presence is here right right it's still felt here and right. and I you know and I, I I think as students they may not realize it when they begin when they are looking at the college or, or begin their education, but I'm very confident that as they go through their educational experience here, it becomes part of them. It kind That's of becomes right. ingrained in them. So yeah. when they go on to whatever's next, they've got good tools to make good decisions yeah. and do impactful things. Yeah, that's right. That that approach um, it just completely falls in line. I, I, we're going to get into some other things later, but I, I swear we might have been separated at birth. There's a lot of similarities there, but I think that passion for the sisters is one. I think passion for enrollment and passion for um, working with families is another. You, you, you alluded to that. When you think back over the arc of your career, um, are there particular students or families that stick out in your mind? Um, and if not, maybe if there is, if not, like, is there particular flashpoints along that way that are reminders for you of the impact you have on people's lives? Because you've had impact on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students and their families. Talk a bit about that. You know, I, there are there are families that I remember so fondly and that I built relationships with. And, um, you know, I, I always would, it's almost like every year I have this mom of the year, you know, who is this just this phenomenal parent that, um, that I, I, I look up to and I, and I think to myself, could I, I hope I've, I've helped raise my daughter half as well as this family has done with their children. Yeah. Because if I've done it half as well as they've done it, I think I've done a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, and there's families like that. There are, there are, and, and we, being here so long now, we see alums in the summer who bring their kids by, or today there was an alum who's now 50 who brought her daughter to the open house and she always gave the best hugs and she still gives the best hugs. You know, um, different things like that. A, a week or so ago, another family came in to visit me who's, who's um, it's the oldest sibling of three who attended school here and, and their dad was phenomenal. I, I remember him very well and, and, and now he has this little winery down in southern Minnesota and they brought me this bottle of wine with their family name on it and I don't know if I have the heart to open it because it's such a pretty thing you know um, but that's not why I do it I, I really honestly Nate I am impassioned about build, building relationships it's my favorite part of this job yeah. is building relationships with people um, I could do campus visits with prospective students and their families all day every day because that's my favorite part is is meeting students and and talking to them about their college decision and not 
I'm not, if you spoke to families, I think they tell you that I'm not a hard sell guy. I don't like talking people into things. Mm -hmm. I don't want them not to come to St. Scholastica because of me either. Okay. I, I want them to come to St. Scholastica because they believe it's a place they can be happy and successful. And that's where I start. Yeah. And then I do my best not to let them down through a process of, of helping them make a good decision. Yeah, it's so great. I, it's why you're one of the, yeah, I think, uh, cornerstones of the place and have done here so long. I mean, it's just a, when you, when you, when you can find a passion within you and then find a place that can match up with that passion the, the rest is history oh, fortunate. Right? so i mean fortunate, it, so yeah. and it, again we've yeah. both just been been fortunate um, hey we work 80 percent of our lives yeah that's right you know we're, right. we're sadly yeah. you know in some ways yeah but work's got to be okay yeah and i'm lucky it's been okay right for me you were recognized a while back i know the the tassie mcnamara award given out by the students T talk a little bit about that award and i know that was a big honor for you and again i've done some research eh? yeah. I, you didn't tell me that but i've done that was some a while research. ago but um but tell me about that moment and, and what that meant to you and and what that award is about. You know, Tassie McNamara um, was the health service nurse here for many, many years um, w while I was a student as well during my years here. Um, it is the highest, it, it, what I'm under the understanding of what they tell me, it's the highest honor given by the student body to a faculty staff person at the college for service to the college and, and to students. And I I was blessed to receive that award in 2008. My wife Mary was also a recipient of that award. Um, and I always tell people that Mary's worst days are better than my best days um, when it comes to being great to people. Yeah. Um, but there was a student from India named Ayosh Kanodia um, who nominated me for that award. He was an international student that I worked with. He worked in our office. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, fun to be around. Yeah energetic and he along with my student employee at the time Molly Bonner who's a, a great Iron Range person and who, uh, who had the parents that I would say were my parents of the year that year yeah. um, she was an only child and they raised her very well and, and she was wonderful um, they put the process together and I was sitting at the faculty staff dinner we have a big faculty staff hoopla at the end of the year celebrating the end of the year and the successes and, and the positive things and they announced my name, and I was blown away. It put me to my knees. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't, Nate, you know me, I always got something to say. Yeah. That's the kind of person <laughs> I love to talk. And um, that one knocked me out. I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. I know Mary is very proud of the time she received that, too. I'm not a big awards kind of guy, um, but I was honored. And, I, and knowing Tassie, knowing the Tassie that I love, she was retired at the time, so I wrote her a letter after, and told her that I got her award and she wrote me back and said I couldn't have gone to a better person and that that was just as meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was a time when I cut the tip of my finger off in, in Summers Hall goofing around as a student and I went down to the health service and my, my buddy was with me and, she, and Tassie looked at my buddy and said, hey, could you go get the tip of his finger? And uh, so he runs back up, finds it, comes back down, he's kind of green in the gills and Tassie <laughs> took care of us. And she was a caretaker, and knowing that, that who that award is named in honor of and knowing the level of care that she had for students and that that was given to me was is still incredibly meaningful. And that was in 2008. So yeah. it's, it's as meaningful to me today as it was then. Yeah, it's outstanding. Um, that's all really good stuff. I'm going to you know switch gears a little bit here and, and get into the, some of the other things that I said. You know, it makes me think we were separated at birth. 
you have the interest in the best genre of music on the planet. Absolutely, no question. 80s music. There is only. <laughs> so, only. So talk to me a bit. What are what's some of your favorite music? What do you like what's oh what's if let's take a dive into your Spotify or Apple Music account. What what are we seeing? You're seeing a lot of classic 80s music, but my my tastes are very eclectic at times. But they kind of stop at opera. Okay. Okay. Um, um, but you'll see a lot of bands like Journey. Um, you know, I've seen Journey in concerts six times. Um, you know, I, I Prince, Paul McCartney, Beatles, Rolling Stones. Um, lots of great, great music from that era. You know, the music in that era was. I mean, the '80s were a great decade. You know, I was fortunate fortunate to grow up in the '80s. You know, and it was a great, it was a happy time for this country. Uh-huh. Music reflected that. Yeah. You know, the lives we led as students then reflected that. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, yeah. carefree. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have to be fearful of, of anything. Uh-huh. You know, we didn't think about some of the, 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 the sad things that students have to think about now and, and worry about. We didn't think about those things when we were in our schools. Sure. But I, I, that music is phenomenal. Um, I have I've been to many many rock concerts. Um, my six favorite concerts are my two Rolling Stones concerts, my two Paul McCartney concerts, and my two Prince concerts. Mm-hmm. I saw Prince on the Purple Rain tour, oh, that's awesome. and it was unbelievably phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it just I love that kind of music. My daughter is 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 an avid singer. Um, my daughter, if she couldn't sing every day. I would I would hate to see Jenna because yeah. that's her happy place and yeah. she sang in a rock band this summer, you know, with some prodigious musicians, I would say, and they did a a set list that included everything from Journey to Metallica to um, Guns N' Roses to all kinds of great classic rock. They put and then they put on a show at the end of the summer that had a light show and everything, and it was really fun hearing her sing some of these classic songs oftentimes sung by male vocalists with a female voice yeah. and of course she threw a pat benatar tune in there too <laughs> so i i mean that's if you looked at my and i'm a cd guy so i still i have spotify and things like that but i'd rather put a cd in a cd player or or spin a piece of vinyl yeah. that's fun to me yeah. that's good fun when you can when you can throw a record on the turntable and listen to a couple clicks in there with that music yep yep that's good stuff yeah you know um the, the, the one of the moments for me you mentioned your daughter and kind of maybe her some of her passion or at least knowledge of 80s music oh yeah she was brought my, up on it some of my favorite moments are when my kids are in the car and the the radio is not even on and all of a sudden this happened the other day like you know, my 18-year-old is singing a Wang Chung song, oh. and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, how many kids your age would do that when it's not on the radio, or even much less know the song? So it's like proud parent moment for me. When oh, they that's that. good stuff. You know, when <laughs> when your kids appreciate that that what I would consider great music, yeah, um, and they they listen to it. We, Jenna and I, my nephew, um, and Jenna's boyfriend, we we went to the the Sticks REO concert here in Duluth yeah. this fall. Yeah. It was a packed house at the Amsoil Arena. Yeah. Boy, were they good! Yeah, you know, yeah. and and yeah. we had a great time. Yeah, great time. You um you mentioned some of your favorite concerts. One concert that I was supposed to ask you about was the Kiss concert that you went to. There's got to be a story there. So let's oh hear boy, about that. you really did do some digging. <laughs> okay, um, I got tickets to Kiss for Mary and I, and Mary said I'll go, but I'm not sitting on the floor. Okay, <laughs> and so. So I got the lowest of the lower deck seats as close to the stage as possible, right? 
And that's where my tickets were supposed to be. Yep. We get to the show and we find out they reconfigured the stage. Oh, oh no. And I was going to be front row right in front of Gene Simmons. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this, that's the rock concert goer's dream. Yeah, yeah, front right. row kiss. Right. There's, there's been a movie made about these guys yeah. who wanted to go to a kiss concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and Mary's like, can't do it. I'm like, what? She goes, no, I can't do it. I can't, I can't be down there. I can't oh, do it. No. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! And she goes, no, can't do it. So, so we go to the the you know the customer service area, and we get we trade our front row kiss tickets in for some other tickets. We're still in the lower deck, still had great seats. But I always tell people when I tell people that story, I go, that's true love. Yeah, no kidding. That's true love. Yeah, I don't know if I would have given them up. I would have said like, <laughs> you sit wherever you want. I'm going down, yeah. standing in front of Gene Simmons. Well, no, so. we had a great time. Yeah. So and Kiss was a wonderful show. So good time. Yeah, you mentioned some of your favorites. If you know, I, I ask this question a lot, and you might have to. Give it a little thought, but if you had a had a Ali Palooza, <laughs> and you could pick five bands, living or dead, to go see in concert, what what would what what five would come come for you? I'd see Prince again. I'm I'm sad he's gone. That was a a, a day of mourning for me. Um, I, I I would see the Rolling Stones and add that on there because Mick Jagger is the epitome of lead singer in my opinion. Okay. Every lead singer tries. Should or tries to model himself after what Mick does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love. I would have loved to been in the audience for a Beatles concert. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm so excited that I got to see McCartney twice and breathe the same air as a Beatle. <laughs> um, they're poetic. Yeah. Um, I just read a book called um, "The Lyrics," and it's Paul McCartney's two-volume book of his lyrics, oh, and and it was a. It's it's huge. It's it's encyclopedia big, and yeah. you know I read every one of the lyrics of his songs, and and they're. You know, he and John Lennon did amazing things yeah, in their lyrics. You know, and, yeah. and I had a student ask me for a poem, and I gave him a McCartney song. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as that poem. Um, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Springsteen twice. I've seen him once without the E Street Band and once with the E Street Band. Okay. Um, seeing Bruce Springsteen with the E Street Band is, is a religious experience. Yeah. I, I never sat down during that whole concert. Yeah, um, he was phenomenal. Um, a band that I haven't seen. That is is still on my must see list. Although they're not, their lead singer is gone. Would be Queen. Oh, yeah. um, my daughter is a huge Queen fan. I, I I still have that on the bucket list to go with Jenna to see Queen in concert, yeah. even with Adam Lambert. Yeah. Um, their music is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch that question up a little bit, Nate, though, because I have a Mount Rushmore of rock and roll. Sure. And on that Mount Rushmore is Michael Jackson, yeah. who I blew my opportunity to see him. Oh, no. Um, was, when I was early in my career here, I could have went to see him for $100 on his last tour in Minnesota. So that was the bad tour at the Met Center. I could have paid $100 to take a bus down and go see him. At that time, $100 was an exorbitant amount for yeah. a concert. Yeah. So I passed on it, yeah. and he never came back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But I put Michael Jackson on that Mount Rushmore. I would put Bruce Springsteen on that Mount Rushmore. I would put Madonna on that Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. oh, I'm trying, and I would put Prince on that Mount yeah, Rushmore yeah. as my Mount Rushmore rock. But yeah. there's a couple concerts. Um, I took my nephew to see Kiss a few years ago when they came to Duluth to play, mm-hmm. and I kind of called that my retirement concert. Now, yes, I've come out of retirement a few times, <laughs> yeah. but I got one of my dreams was to take my nephew to see Kiss, and I got to take yeah. my nephew to go see Kiss. I, it's it's a great list. I, I I would have a hard time you know debating any of those. I, it's a fun I, conversation I, to talk about that. It is a fun conversation. I, you know, I I think um, I, 
and I don't want to sound like an old guy, but you know, I watch the music shows now, and I mean, there's some new artists that I think are fun. I mean, I you know, all the oh, old yeah. stuff is all great. Taylor Swift, I, you know, I'm a kind of a Swifty, closet Swifty. My daughter's like favorite. Music. Yep. So you know, there's some of that, but I, they just don't. Those those bands, those seventy and eighty classic rock bands, they just don't make them anymore. Um, they, they're just they're just special. Uh, so a, it's a different era. I mean, different you know, era, they don't right? they don't have that. Music is not. I mean, I guess you know, pop music is doesn't have that. It's quick hitting. It's longevity. Right. It's all online now. It's right. it's so fast. And right. back then, it's like these artists would pump out albums. Yeah. But it took time, and then they they then they'd market those albums, then they tour those albums. Yep. Now artists pump out a song, and they tour the song. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, good, bad, or otherwise, it's just evolved. Yeah, it's just different. We went. We were on vacation um, in northern Wisconsin. This is probably ten ish, maybe even more years ago, 10, 15 years ago. And we stopped at this little hole in the wall for pizza, a little little roadside bar, and they were having a concert. What was the Cavern Beat, which is a great cover band of Beatles? Mm-hmm. And our kids were like, "Oh, we get you know we don't want to sit there, Beatles, blah blah." Well, they, it turned them all into Beatles fans. Oh, yeah. So it was. I mean, it's it's hard not to. It's great music, and they were having a lot of fun watching us enjoy it. But yeah, and that's the impact that that music has. It's 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 timeless. Yeah, in my mind, it's timeless. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, so music and the concerts and things. You also mentioned musical theater. What are your, some of your favorite musical theater shows that you yeah. like? Well, you know, when I was single before getting married to Mary, early in my career, I would, I would, I'm an only child, so I'm comfortable doing things by myself. Yeah. So I would take my vacations by myself. And uh-huh. a couple times I went out to New York City. Uh-huh. You know, I'd never been to New York City. It's a great place to visit. Sure as heck wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Um, but... Um, out in New York, I saw Phantom of the Opera, which mm. is still my all-time favorite. Mm. It's phenomenal. Michael um, Lloyd Webber's music is is amazing. It's got a rockness about it. It's got a classicalness about it. It's amazing. That show is, that theatrical production is kind of the theatrical production in my mind that started the, the uber-modern era of, of musicals, and it was packed to the gills. I saw Miss Saigon out there in New York, which is a sad show yeah. about a war-torn society, um, but it has a helicopter on the stage. Amazing, <laughs> technically. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw a show out there called Jake's Women. It's a Neil Simon show. Um, I saw the first run of that at Start Alan Alda, who is probably one of my favorite actors from MASH, which was my all-time favorite TV show. Yeah. Um, things like that. Uh, my daughter is has done her fair share of theater. Um, she she just did um, Little Shop of Horrors here last spring. Uh-huh. Nate, I'll never look at dentists the same yeah, way again right. after seeing that show. <laughs> um, and my daughter's done many shows through the Duluth Playhouse here in, in Duluth. Uh-huh. Um, you know, those are all classic musicals. She goes back to Guys and Dolls, which mm-hmm. is a, a phenomenal, cool musical mm-hmm. for that era. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we just saw, uh, what is it called, Frozen. Um, the musical mm-hmm. that was one Jenna and I targeted, and and that's two hours of Disney come to life. Mm. It's great, yeah. great show, great music. You know, the Idina Menzel tunes from that show are are really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, like I said, my in that sense, my musical tastes are very eclectic. Yeah. I, I love Broadway shows. I love musical shows. I love theater, not necessarily to learn a great deal of a lesson from, mm-hmm. but I like to be entertained. Yeah. Have you done the Hamilton? Have you gotten the Hamilton train? Have you seen I, Hamilton? I, I have not done the Hamilton train. Yeah. That one's a little, you know, out of my wheelhouse. I would okay. say. Uh-huh. I, I think the message and the story of that show yeah. are unbelievable. It has, it is, it has obviously resonated really well with 
a younger generation than me and yeah. probably people my age as well. I know yeah. it's a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, I've, I've listened to the music. There are parts of it that I like. There are yeah. parts of it that are a little bit too hip-hop for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't say a bad thing about Hamilton. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I can see why he never got to be president. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's just, you know, it, 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 it's it's one that I haven't won. But I'll be sure. honest with you, they, we, they had a drawing up here um, during homecoming where you could enter to – to um, win a couple tickets to Hamilton, and I secretly wish that I could have won a couple tickets <laughs> yeah, to Hamilton. Yeah. But yeah. it was, you know, I, I'm kind of too, I, you know, growing up, I, my, my musical talent begins and ends with being able to play the triangle, like <laughs> little drummer boy. You need a little drummer boy triangle guy. I'm your guy, right? Oh, yeah. I, I can make that happen. But you know, sitting in a live stage, I think the first one that I saw was Rent, and that opening oh, number yep. blows you back in your seat, mm-hmm. and Hamilton was pretty cool. We, our family was able to see it in Chicago, but yeah, I think it's it. a great choice. I yeah. mean, you know, theater shows, they're, they're, they're a different kind of entertainment than rock concerts. Yeah. You know, there's a story to tell, yeah. always a story to tell yeah. in, in a theatrical production, right, right. and it's some of them are deep and meaningful, and others of them are, are, are created to entertain, and yeah. some of them bring you back to, you know, a happy place like Disney. Yeah. You know, they're all good. You mentioned Disney a couple of times. This is another thing, again, on this, this tour of separation at birth. Huge Disney fans um, went there in 2010 thinking, we'll go one time and at the price it better be magical. And I think we've been back four times now. Um, love it. Talk to me about your passion for Disney and more importantly, your passion for Star Wars that's now embedded in Disney. Well, you heard about that too. <laughs> you know, um, well, our house loves Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, no question about it. The musicals, the the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are blessed with a father-in-law um, who's lived in Florida and has has brought us down and taken okay. us to the park. He's a a member at Disney, so he he's able to work things out for us. And we've gone several times through Jenna's growing up period and yeah. had a blast. And the last trip we took, we I got to see you know Galaxy's Edge. Which was, that's my people. Yeah. You know, I, um, Star Wars is what turned me into a movie fan. My dad came home from work. Um, he worked in, for Housing Urban Development of the federal government, and he worked in the Minneapolis area when I lived in St. Michael. He came up for work. He goes, yeah, we got to go see that Star Wars movie. So we went down to Twin Cities and um, to the Plitt Theater, which back then was the premier theater in the Twin Cities. It had the big Dolby surround system. And Dad took me down there to see Star Wars. I was probably about 7th, 8th grade. And and uh, I'll never forget that screen just exploded yeah. in front of me. And yeah. so to go to Galaxy's Edge and just to walk into that yeah. and experience that is, is something. And then um, May 4th, you know, is a big day for me. <laughs> and, and that's probably where you learned some of that. Um, you heard I, you know, I have a lightsaber yeah. and um, I kind of, you know, I had a buddy of mine who took Tower Hall and put stormtroopers in front of it. So I yeah. posted it on Facebook. So I made a day of it yeah. last yeah. year and yeah. had a lot of fun. Yeah. Lot of fun. And so, but yeah, Disney is, it's just, Disney's magical. Yeah. And, and when you can, you know, my, Mary and I went on our honeymoon there and we've been there with our daughter and you just see it through such different eyes when you're there yeah. with your, 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 your children. Yeah. It's been fun too, as we've gone back just because again, it was such a great time. And my wife in particular loves it because she calls it a true vacation, not a trip, a trip. She has to plan things, yep. a vacation. You just go and there you just go and you're just taken care of. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. the customer service, especially in the business we're in, the customer service aspects of it is so amazing to me ah. as well. But 
you know, it's it's interesting the impact for Star Wars with you and now this new generation. I would say probably that Marvel series yeah. maybe rivals that. I don't I don't compare it to. I still think Star Wars is like it yeah. it's iconic, right? I mean, nothing will ever no. surplant that. But but it's it's interesting the impact that movies and entertainment. I mean, you've talked a lot about entertainment. Oh, yeah. how entertainment shapes who you are and how you see the world, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I like being entertained, and 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 I like seeing unique things, and yeah. um, and Star Wars when it came out, I mean it it was it was timeless. It it just it was so entertaining, uh-huh. you know the characters, you know are, are iconic, right? You know Darth Vader. I mean, you know <laughs> Vader means father in German. You know it was a giveaway. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah. It, it was, I mean, what the the epitome of a villain, uh-huh. and yet. Who went good? You know yeah. the his story. You yeah. know, I, 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 it never gets old for me to watch Star Wars films. They're yeah. on TV a lot. Yeah. Uh, if all else fails and there's not something, a Minnesota Wild game or a Timberwolves game or a Twins game or a Vikings game, I can always flip and probably find a Star Wars movie and. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with you that. You know, the, the battle of good and evil, you know, certainly plays into that. And oh, along yeah. those same lines, too, i got to ask you, are you team Cobra Kai or team Miyagi? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. you've been into the new series now, the, the, the Cobra Kai series. You've been watching Love that. Love it. In? Yeah. Oh, it takes yeah. me to a good place. Yeah. I mean, those. I saw all, all three of the good Karate Kid movies in the theater. Yeah. You know, one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, one especially is phenomenal yeah. you know yeah um but i've thoroughly enjoyed the series yeah my daughter and mary and i have all enjoyed it um those characters are so fun and 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 the the folks who are writing these 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 seasons of of cobra kai are, are in my mind they're doing it justice yeah. it's 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 campy it's kitschy yep. it's it's highly entertaining yep. it's it's violent it's it's good versus evil <laughs> It, it's you know it, it's well produced it's it's not deep it's sheer entertainment yeah you know yeah. and uh um but yeah i'm team cobra kai yeah that's awesome i like i haven't got i've watched a few episodes of it like oh watching you gotta watch those thing. but um they're really good you know talking just about being entertained and then mindless stuff kitschy mindless yep. for me it's reality tv stuff like i'm a old, i you know give me a dance mom's uh you know deadliest catch or any you know those mm-hmm. kinds of things but you just need to have that entertainment sometimes which yeah, is which yeah, is great a so, place to to yeah. you know shut the brain off a yeah, little bit sometimes right. too yeah. and and yeah. think about the good stuff and or yeah. not think about stuff at all yeah that's I, right. I don't think that i don't think there's any shame in that no that's I don't right think there's any shame in that i know too just then again just kind of getting to know you and and, and seeing things and, and and things you you post or talk about some racing interest as well i you spent some time actually really close to where i grew up in elkhart lake at road america i did um, a few years ago and um is that a passion as well racing and you know cars and racing are are not really a passion of mine but um, my nephew brandon was working at menards at the time okay and he got the opportunity he won some tickets to elkhart uh-huh um, and he said, uncle, you know, and Brandon and I are very close. Yeah. My nephew and I are very close. I, I, I love him like a son. Yeah. Um, and, and he goes, you want to go to, you know, Road America with me and my buddies? And I said, well, Brandon, I'm, I'm an old guy. I don't want to cramp your style. Yeah. He goes, no, I want you to go. So we headed down there for a weekend and, and watched the Indy race. Uh-huh. And it was a, it was a great road trip from my nephew and I yeah. to, to go on and with a couple of his buddies who I really like as well. Uh-huh. Didn't feel old at all. 
<laughs> but I'll tell you what, watching those cars live, unreal. Yeah. I mean, the speed yeah. at which they go yeah. um, and everything else. And then as part of Brandon's, um, the thing that he wanted to go to, or we got to meet Stefan Pagno. He was the Indy 500 winner a couple of years ago, but we met him before that. And he drove the Menards car, oh, the sure. yellow Indy car. Yeah. He was cool. And yeah. he's and he's just like that guy. I haven't I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan, but there's that French racer in oh, yeah. Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And he, I, and he's kind of modeled after Stefan Pagenaud from France. And oh. Really neat, <laughs> funny guy, and yeah. it was fun to talk to him. Yeah. And you gotta be a little bit nuts to want to yeah. do those things. You know, yeah. and, and my nephew and I also went to Brainerd for the BIR yeah. drag races and, and the sound at those, I mean, I've never heard noise like that. It's yeah. loud and yeah. and then we stood behind one of the the top fuel cars when they started it up and because people had told us stand behind one when they started it up. Uh-huh. And we didn't know what it was gonna do to us. Yeah. And then that that scent comes in you, mm-hmm. and it's like pepper gas, mm-hmm. and our eyes were watering, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh, we shouldn't have done that. But yeah. you, uh, there's, it's a, it's a unique experience. Yeah. Speed is, but my nephew is the one. He's a he sells cars in Superior, Wisconsin. He's very passionate about engines and cars. Yeah. He's a he's a college grad, but he's a good car salesman. He's enjoying his career. Yeah. Um, he likes talking cars, and and I'll I'll enjoy that through him. Yeah, you know whether it's a whether it's a race or musical theater or I mean any of those kinds of things. I think seeing things live gives you a whole oh, different yeah. perspective, right? You can watch a musical on TV, but then you see it live, and it's a totally different thing. I always talk about um, whether it was Rent. I mean, that was the first experience for me, musical theater. But in sports, the first golf tournament I went to was the Greater Milwaukee Open. It was actually the tournament that Tiger Woods turned pro. Mm, and cool. Um, you know, just to watch on TV, it'd be like that was my afternoon napping that I would do watching golf on TV, fall asleep, you know, just, you know, quiet and comforting, you fall asleep. But seeing the shots they make is amazing. And racing too. My father-in-law who passed a few years ago was a huge racing fan. He and I went to the Indy 500 twice, and that oh. spectacle is unbelievable. That's Super Bowl-like. It is Super Bowl-like. Mm-hmm. 300,000 plus people, but also the you know, the speed and the sound. You you don't realize, again, how crazy they have to be to be going 220 miles an hour you know, around yep. this track. So, In my uh, mind, there's very few people that are crazier than hockey goalies, <laughs> but those race car drivers are right there. I'm gonna. I'm trying to leverage actually our women's hockey coach Montana to allow me to dress up in the goalie gear and stand between the pipes sometime because I want to experience what. Why it's would you like. want to do that? Well, she said the same thing. She's like, "Why would you? Are you sure you want to do this?" I'm like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot at yeah. some point. We're you gonna know, do it." So. Goalies allowing themselves to get hit by a galvanized piece of rubber yeah. that's coming at you 90 miles per hour, yeah. even with equipment on. It's like I, yeah. I think to myself, "You got to have." You gotta have a special bone in your head to want yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we, we, being a non-Minnesota native in Wisconsin, we don't do hockey like Minnesota does hockey. It's like we, football we in Texas here. Yeah, basically, yep. right. And um, just learning the game now, being more and more interested. I love the speed and the pace. I don't. I'm still trying to figure out what icing is. Like, I have no idea. Right? They stop <laughs> at like all these weird times, but. Um, yeah, but it's it's the speed and and starting them young. We walked into a plate against sports. I saw the smallest pair of skates that I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, they're like infant shoes. Like you actually throw your young people in these <laughs> in these in these skates, and they do. Oh, um, there's there's hockey families that are so nuts that they 
they'll they'll put their kid in skates before they're walking. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that's a great idea, but you know, hockey folks they have a passion yeah. for their game. Yeah, they no do. doubt about it. And yeah, you see that, do. you know, in in this this part of the state. I mean, Minnesota in general, but in this part of the state, it's it's substantial. Yeah, it is substantial. It is for sure. Um, well, you know, I've I've been peppering you with an awful lot here for the past, you know, forty minutes or so. What 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 you know? Do you have a question for me? I always give our guests the opportunity to put me in the hot seat. Anything anything for me? You know, I mean, you you've been you've been traveling enrollment management for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I stayed in one place. Yep. Um, you know, for whatever for better or worse, I think there's positives in both ways. Yep. But um, you know, I always like to ask my leaders why they like doing what they're doing yeah. you know i mean yeah. you've stuck with it for a while now yeah you know you've been doing enrollment management for a long time yep. and yep. um you know I, i'd like to think you're happy in it for some of the same reasons i am and yeah. doing it for yeah. for good reasons but i mean you know I, I i what are your thoughts on that yeah i think you know for me i thought i would do it a year or two and then get a real job um you know, it really is what i thought right and then you know, a lot of what we talked about before, right? You fall in love with the people and the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we get to reset and there's a new set of families that come in, a new set of students that we get to know. And for me, that's re- that was really intriguing. I was also doing it at my alma mater at the time. And, you know, I really think if I didn't have the desire, the passion, the will to want to offer gifts that I felt like I had in leadership to 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 others, I, and, and there would have been the opportunity there, I might be sitting there, you know, almost 30 years later now too. But I, again, there wasn't that opportunity because the mentor I had at the time was cemented in and just left recently. So, mm-hmm. um, so there just wasn't that opportunity. But I, what, what keeps me connected, I think, to enrollment in student services and things, again, are, you know, I grew up a single parent family and really had no business going to school. I kind of knew I needed to. I was an athlete, so I was getting recruited. And, you know, so that's how I landed there. I would say I ended up, you know, going to a school because I got recruited for football and wrestling and ended up getting a degree along the way. I mean, that was kind of how it worked out. But the ability to to, to get to know people's stories and, and um, to help change the trajectory of their life like it was for me, I owe everything to the coaches and the admission staff that helped me land at Carroll because I didn't know what I was doing. My mom didn't know what she was doing, not because she didn't care, but she didn't go and was working hard to support her two boys. Um, and then, you know, so so my degree, found my wife <laughs> when I was there, you know, the rest is history. I mean, it's a lot, again, that's why all these similarities as we've mm-hmm. gotten to know each other, you know, there's, there's a resonance there because it's a lot of the same thing. You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of the same thing. But now... I still wish I could be around students more than I can now, but I'm really supporting those that are, you know, the work that you do, right? The more I can support you in the work you do, the more of an impact you can have in students' and families' lives, and that's what it's about. So, yeah, that's kind of at the heart of it all. Yeah, it's kind of a good place to be. I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think. You know, at a school like Scholastica, we need that support. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have great resources. We have limited resources. The support is invaluable. Yeah. You know, the understanding, yeah. um, those type of things. It, very meaningful to me as as someone who's who's been here for a long time. Yeah. I mean, is is to feel that we're appreciated and supported. Yeah. And I. I've never not felt that. Yeah. It's been good. There, you know, there are days that are less utopic. <laughs> you know, we all have that. Yeah. But I mean, 
that's that's the real world. Yeah, and I think you know you mentioned places like Scholastica in that regard, and I would say too, you know, if for for those that are listening, not only maybe prospective students, but but family members who have students and things. It's easy, I think, to get sucked into, in in this business anyway right now, the glitz and glam of shiny, big, um, even my own son, who's my, my, my last, our last, it's a senior in high school right now, initially was all about, you know, Madison and the U and all of those kinds of things because they watch, you know, a narrow experience, like maybe it's the football game or we watched the Tennessee-Alabama game this past weekend and, you know, my 18-year-old my kept saying, oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun when everybody's down on the field. And um, I'm like, you know, that's one fraction of the experience, one moment. right? One moment of the fraction. And I would say, you know, again, it exudes from you, right? The the, you didn't necessarily rush a field with 30,000 other people and tear down a goalpost and go throw it in a river somewhere. But the relationships you talked about with influencers you had, the sisters and others, create a human being that, again, has been able to have the influence on so many other families and create families where now they come back with their students and they yep. visit again. And, you know, for some, tearing down a goalpost and throwing in a river – that's that's a really cool thing. And for them, great. Go and tear down a goalpost and throw it in the river. For me, you know, I, I think I'd rather help a, a family like like my family achieve a college degree where they can go off and create a living for their family and be, you know, influencers in their community and things along those lines. For me, I'll take that all day. Do long. meaningful things. That's right. And yeah. that's and everyone about, finds so. that differently. Yeah, that's right. Everybody There's does no right or wrong. Well, that's a good, maybe a good, a good spot to end. Um, you know, again, just thanks for being here and, and sharing your story, Ali. I mean, it's it's just fantastic. And I, I'm honestly, I'm honest and genuine when I say this. I picked up on it right away when I got here. I've heard from others that know you. One of the most genuine, kind-hearted, hardworking people. that I've ever met before. So thanks for being you and all you do and for the positivity that you bring into the world with everybody you connect with. Hey, thanks for letting me chat with you, Nate. I enjoyed it. Good time. Well, this is an hour from Teller Podcast. We'll be back next week. Hope you enjoyed it.